We still do seven NUFC Matters show a week for free. But if you want to help support NUFC Matters, then there are a few ways of doing it. Hit the like button on each live broadcast and video. This helps the channel grow. Hit the subscribe button and select the all notifications bell so you don't miss a single show. If you want to help us financially, then you can join the channel using this button with the membership starting at $1.99 a month. Or you can drop us a donation in the chat using a super sticker. We're also looking for sponsors. If you'd like your brand advertised on the flies for the show and featured during the ad break, then email john at nufcmatters.com to arrange today. Hush now, city kids When it came to me after so long I didn't have no choices Choices in the streets where I was from When I think about the pain I didn't have no choices Choices I took what I had sworn Hush now, city kids Gather round for Robin Mets Hush now, city kids Good evening, welcome to NUFC Matters with me, Steve Braith. Geordie's here, Geordie's there. Wednesday night's uh, show for you on the channel. Good evening to George, to Kevin, to Stu and to Alwaleed. Uh, Steve's busy working and Mitch is having an early night tonight. So uh, you'll see those guys back on Friday night on the Amigos. Uh, don't forget as well, Super Mac and Gibbo is at the earlier time of 10 o'clock in the morning, just so you're aware. Anyway, good evening. And uh, yes, the uh, story that... Um, won't go won't go away this week is the Sandro Tonali story. We uh, we have a little bit more meat on the bones and than we had earlier on in the week. And Newcastle United have uh, released a, a press statement today, short but sweet. Um, it says Newcastle United can confirm that Sandro Tonali is subject to investigation by the Italian Prosecutor's Office and Italian Football Federation in relation to illegal betting activity. Sandro is fully engaging with the investigation and will continue to cooperate with all relevant authorities. He and his family will continue to receive the club's full support. Due to this ongoing process, Sandro and Newcastle United are unable to offer further comment at this time. Now, there has been unconfirmed claims in the Italian media uh, that uh, Tonali admitted to betting on Serie A matches uh, involving his own team at the time, which of course was AC Milan, and that he could face a 12-month ban. Uh, earlier, of course, Sky Italia reported on Tuesday uh, that Tonali held a two-hour meeting at the office of the federal prosecutor in the Italian city of Turin. Um, this comes after a, a, a weekend, I guess, of revelations and speculation. And, um, of course, Newcastle fans got involved in, in that as well. We all were all scratching our heads, wondering when this had happened, what he was accused of. Co-accused uh, Niccolò Faglioli of Juventus received a seven-month playing ban. Uh, that was reduced from 12 months due to his cooperation with the inquiry on Tuesday. So we're hoping uh, that maybe there could be similar uh, for our our player as well. It's uh, it's it, it it leaves a bit of a sour taste in the mouth, I think, for everybody knowing now uh, at least that this this happened when he was in Italy, when he was at Milan. There is no. You know, there's no doubt that, you know, um, you know, Milan um, may or may not have known about this. We don't know. And I, I know there's a lot of speculation on social media about that. But but ultimately for us, um, it means that we will have a player uh, who we spent um, in excess of £50 million on in the summer at some point this season unavailable. The FA are reserving judgment on this. They have said that... Um, at this moment in time, he's available to play against Crystal Palace at the weekend. Uh, but I guess that will be a decision made purely on whether um, Sandro Tonali is mentally fit uh, to, to, to play in this game and whether the club think it's it's right uh, to play. Um, a, a quote uh, from the it Italian Football Federation president uh, said that right now Sandro is in a bit of shock um, and, you know, rightly so, I think. And... Uh, the key for me in this whole situation, but for a move on to the panel, is that, you know, this is an addiction. Uh, this is a problem that the football has got. And 
he's at the right club for getting it sorted out. Um, hopefully, um, you know, the, the, the club will will be able to help him get through this uh, awkward period, awful period, and, and help him get through his, you know, get through his addiction. But it's it's not nice. It's not a great situation to be in. Um, the press release, I think, from Newcastle said all it needed to say. And George, yeah, what a what a turn of events this has been over the course of the last few days. And I think at least now, you know, hopefully with a, a release on on some kind of news of punishment, which he's going to get, we can draw a line under this. He can recover, and we can move on. Well, I hope so. I, the... The, is, the positive is, if there is a positive issue out of it, and that is that having read a little bit about it since this press release, um, because he's cooperated from day one with the police and the prosecutors, he could get up to 50% of his uh, sentence written off. So if he got a year's ban, that would be six months, which would be which would be much uh, better for him and much better for us, a lot better for us. So it, that, that that's the positive side. The, the other side of it for me is, is still slightly concerning is, who knew? What about our recruitment team? Could nobody in our recruitment team find out something about this? Um, he obviously knew because he'd been involved. And I suspect his agent might have knew. Um, would it have made a difference? Would they still have signed him? Uh, I don't know. Uh, but uh, we've got him. We've got to uh, support him, as the club said. And uh, help them get out of this horrible, horrible addiction. Um, I've worked with people who've, who've had a similar sort of problem, and it is a nightmare. It's, it's, it's every bit as every other kind of addiction is, worse as every other addiction is. And we just got to wish him well and get and, and help him to get to get ready to come and do his best for Newcastle United and for the fans. Um, I think he looks a stoic sort of character. I think he'll recover from it all right once he gets it out of the way. In fact. I think he could could come back better uh, for getting it off his shoulders uh, and and uh, getting some serious help. Um, so you know, positives and negatives. But the big thing is, it's out in the open. Stop speculation because it was just getting ridiculous. So I mean, with you know anything from three to five bloody years, I was reading that was ridiculous. Um, so it's uh, it's not the first time. I mean, you know, we go back to the. 1950s, I think, in, in, in this country when Sheffield Wednesday and Everton were involved in similar, Peter Swan, Peter Eustace, all those characters were, were banned for a long time. Um, but it's a young man. He needs to make uh, better for his life, better for his family, and fingers crossed, better for Newcastle United. Kev, it's not a great situation. Our midfielder who we signed in the summer is now unavailable, <coughs> we would imagine, for you know, potentially, you know, six months, potentially longer. Um, but yeah, it, it's you know, we, we've just got to get on with it. We can't do anything about it now. The cat's out the bag. Canali's wow. got to take his Canali's got to take his punishment, doesn't he? Absolutely. And um, you know, like George said, I think at this point the news is broke. You know, he's done what he's done. He'll accept the punishment, what whatever comes his way when it comes his way but i think as a club have to and they've come out and said have to get behind him and actually get him help um don't know how the severity of it don't know how much he's actually bet on that hasn't obviously been disclosed so i can't really comment on that but again it's with anything in terms of addiction wise whatever you know you've got to get the right help at the right time and you've got to get some support from within the within the club from the playing staff probably more than anything and with, with mentioned kieran trippier and probably maybe others Get Keith, Keith Gillespie in to help him out and see what, how, what he got through and how he got through it. You know, so get people around him who've been through the actual problem and been through the issues, whatever it is, um, and and see what happens. And I agree with George. I think he could come back as a better person more than than a better player and not doing what he's been doing because he's essentially bringing the game into disrepute. Um, in my opinion, he's he's... he's Again, it's speculation at this point. Has he bet on? I've read that he was betting on AC Milan when he wasn't playing. But again, it's against. It's for his club. So again, does he know insider knowledge? It happens over here all the time in the United States about NFL and others. It happens all the time because they they get they talk to each other within clubs or within teams to where okay, he's not playing, but he's going to be playing. But okay, and it's called the over under about points and how many things are, what's going to happen, how many receptions this player is going to have or how many runs this player is going to have in the NFL. So they'll bet on them. And again, that's, again, it's, it's 
heavily corrupt. So going back to my original point, I think again, just get the help that he needs. He's a young lad. He's a young lad with a lot of money who needs who needs help. Yeah, I, I mean, I I agree with that, and I mean, I've seen a I've seen a couple of things in in the chat there. You know, some people saying the trust's gone. You know, I wouldn't play him again. Kev says, yeah, I, I agree with Kev's sentiment. It's a serious illness. That uh, that is one of those that is shame attached to it. Yeah. Many young men can fall apart with this addiction. These people need help, not just punishment. Kev, I agree with you. Um, one hundred percent. I me understand. Too. I understand the sentiment from Ian. Um, who does the fans for him? I can't help feeling let down by Sandro, but having first-hand knowledge of addiction issues, we have to put all our feelings aside and back Sandro. So yeah, I, I, I think, I think you're right, Ian. I think that's that's how we probably feel because he's battling with an addiction, but he'll have known before he came from Milan to Newcastle that this could come out at some point. So. Maybe he felt getting away from Milan would make it easier. You, you don't know the mentality. We can only speculate. But it's it's an illness. It's something he needs help with. And, you know, where he's club now, it's not Milan's problem. It's our problem. And, and we are the ones who need to help him get through this. And I think once he does get through it, because he will, he'll come back a much better player. I think he'll look... I think he'll have the weight of his... The weight of the world taken off his shoulders with this. Um, he's probably been carrying this for a long time. And I think he will come... Back into the into the team with a point to prove. So I think we'll see that fifty-five million pound player, Stu. Yeah. It's um it's a hard one to talk about, Stu. And you know we know people who've been through this, and it is a difficult thing to to, to admit. It's 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 up there with saying I'm an alcoholic. I'm afraid it, because it's an addiction and it's something which it it gets it gets almost bypassed. I think I think people don't people don't see this as a problem. Um, but it, it's it's every bit as it's every bit as an addiction as smoking is and drinking. Stu, well, that's me, God. Do you want to say that when we we touched when we, when we discussed this on the professionals on Sunday? At the time, it was speculation, but now the speculation has substance, doesn't it? So it's clear that he has done wrong. He's it looks like he's admitted, but the severity of what he's done is still unclear and that's where the speculation is right for the media you, if you you can read 10 different reports and get 10 different statements of what what he's alleged to have done so that's the bit we have to wait but it's all for all intents and purposes he will get banned and that's the rules so i can understand why people say they've got no sympathy uh, on that but sometimes people in glass oops yeah, we've got Come to bear on. with him. He's, he's back. Yeah, you, you keep going off, Stu. Your internet's been poor the last few weeks. Your sound. We all have to keep quiet when you speak, and then you keep dipping off sometimes and coming back in. You, you sometimes might not recognise it. But um, yeah, go on, mate. Continue. We've got. We, we, you know, we, you better start again. I would say. Right. Well, just in the the barn, that's the rules. But the three words I mentioned when I, I popped on the amigos and then I covered them again on Sunday was duty of care. And it's just non-existent from those who are dishing out the punishment. It's all right to say we'll ban it for 12 months, but we'll drop it to eight. For, even if they're given six months, the punishment's likely not going to be until November. Six months take him to the end of the season. So he's not going to be playing again until the start of next season at best. You know, so whether it's six months or it's 10 months, it's the same thing. But the draconian measures, now this is what's wrong with it. It's okay, that's your ban. You have to, you know, you've done wrong. You, that's the punishment. But you have to look behind it and think, why is someone committed? I know George has been on the, the, in, his, in one of his past jobs. He's sat on, in past out punishment. But you have to see why people have offended and how can you stop them re-offending. So the draconian measures I, I keep touching on there is they're not allowed to train with the team, right? So he's going to be in isolation. What could possibly go wrong if you start thinking about that? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's like... He's boredom, which is probably what got him gambling in the first place. The amounts that's been suggested that'll just intensify, won't it? I mean, he's, he's they're not going to knock his salary off, so he's still going to get his 160 grand a week. He's still a young lad. The temptation is going to be even higher the more bored he is. Uh, and more importantly, his mental health will most likely deteriorate because he will think the world has crashed, his own world has crashed down around him. You know, he's you know, he was. Revered in Milan, he's playing for his boyhood club, he's captain under 21s, he's playing for the senior team. 
he's got a, a, a fantastic, well, stunning girlfriend. You know, from the outside looking in, life's perfect. But you have to scratch under the surface. And with, with the, the lad now might be thinking there's no light on the end of the tunnel. Um, but if we're thinking positive, me, I would play him until the ban. Until he's actually banned, I would play him because that's, that's the release he might need. And as you're both there, whereas I know Kevin yourself mentioned, Steve, it might actually lift the weight off your shoulders and think, do you know what? I've got nothing to be hiding from now. My secret's out. You know, because anyone with addiction, they mostly they try to hide it. And then they start with the lies and everything else comes from there. And once it's out, as a club, of course they're going to stand by and invest a lot of money into them. But supporters, especially Newcastle supporters, that's when you show that you who your friends are. You know, and our job now is, is to support him, not tell him what he's done has been fantastic, but anyone can be a friend to someone when things are going well. It's when things aren't going well, that's when your, your true friends stand up. So, what on the positive side, what Tanani can do, what if we look at it, it'll give him enough time to master English, because uh, the language barrier was clearly in evidence as a problem at the start of his uh, tenure with us. So, if he's going to be committed, to us as we have been to him and supportive to him he could he could come back speak english as well as what bruno and joe linton have done and be ready be fresh and start again now the comparisons to ivan tony similar sort of thing allegedly okay but ivan tony now the this is where i, I get really frustrated the the english press they're linking Ivan Tony with Chelsea, with Arsenal, with Tottenham, with Man United. They're all saying all these teams should sign him. But if you're reading what they're saying about Tonali, he should be hung, drawn and quartered. You know, there's got to be some sort of consistency here. So if just to summarise, Steve, if he's done wrong, which it looks like he has, then the punishment's there. But the punishment for anyone who's been told that they can't play, if you're a professional footballer, you can't play, that's like... It's like an injury in itself, isn't it? But to isolate him from the squad, not to be in the training ground, that's dangerous. That really is dangerous. And I hope that hopefully changes are made so we can actually be proactive rather than reactive. And I hopefully I'm not being too over dramatic with that because if it comes out a few people have done the same thing, one then it gets the mental strength and not everyone is mentally sound. So hopefully he comes back when he is back I would play him against Dortmund next week. Not on Saturday, I'd play him against Dortmund next week. He may, well be, he may well be banned by then, though. That's the problem. And, that's, um, possible. that's possible as well. You know, but I, I mean, why, why, is one, why is one person <coughs> being in front of the board yesterday and we know what he's, been, what, what he's been sentenced to and why hasn't the same been done with, uh, you know, with Tenali? I mean, are, are we withholding the information until there's... I, I, is there an appeal oh, process? I might be wrong. What I read was that lad had his collar felt about six weeks ago, so he was further down the process. Mm. Uh, yeah. And, and he grasped a few people up. You know, it's not just me. It's him, it's him, it's him. So the the, the authorities are going to have to investigate thoroughly. And Tenali's obviously one of the names that were thrown into the mix. And if he goes in the same thing, hands up, yes, I have done wrong. This is how it and tells his story as it is and be as honest as he can. I'm sure the authorities will be a bit more lenient with him. But he's, he has done wrong, so you can't just say, oh, well, you know, it, you can't always hide behind. It's an addiction. You know, it's, yes, it is, but there's, there's many addictions, but he's, he's in a position where he can get better. But my main concern is that he's not been able to train with his colleagues. So that, that's the main thing. He has to take the, the ban because... That's that is the that's the rules, but I think these rules were probably set like 50, 60, 70 years ago. They need to look at what's happening now and think, right, get him back in with the squad, give him a chance, give them a chance because he's he'll be penalised for life now, Steve. Not ju not just for the six months or eight months, it'll be for life that he's going to get punished for, uh, unless he is so mentally strong, he does learn English, he keeps himself as fit as a lop, and then even if he does come back for the start of the season, he's still not going to be ready for any. How is he? So it'll probably be 12 months before we see him anyway. 
Yeah, I mean, God, yeah, it's it, honestly a beggar's belief. It, it, it could only happen in Newcastle, really. It it, it could, and uh, you know, it, it, it is just a, a thankless task at times um, with, with these kind of things that, that that crop up. But this is what this is what happens, and lots of questions coming in. I'd say. You know, there's a lot of people that are feeling angry, which is understandable. Uh, more with Milan than with the player, it has to be said. One or two people not happy with the player, but it's a it's a cross section of opinion. Al Walid, uh, Al Walid, watching this from Saudi, um, we know that you know Saudi, um, you know the, the Saudi nation, the Saudi people have you know they have a strict view on on this kind of thing. Is you know what what's the take over there? What are Newcastle fans saying in Saudi about this? Uh, well, it's it's pretty similar to uh, UK fans, Steve. And um, and for me personally, I think okay, it's a big news, but I think they make it uh, uh, much over big, maybe because uh, it's any uh, it's a new signing, and uh, but uh, I, I think we and we over exaggerating about this uh, and what to expect. And it's a young lad from Italy, but I can't call, I still can't can't call it addiction. He's just twenty one. How he can be addicted? And so he almost three, maybe two wow. years, wow. or three years uh, can go. Uh, and he was an eighteen, and those places not allow maybe eighteen years old to go inside these places. So I don't know how he got the dict, but uh, uh, this can happen to any club. They can, uh, in a lot of clubs, ha- have problems with the players, different kind of problems, and they quickly, re- and they quickly replace. Uh, the player temporarily. I don't need to give example. We don't need to give example. Uh, I from the club side, uh, maybe the pushing or the pressure with the signings. Remember in the in the summer, uh, maybe that's why we we didn't uh, uh, go through the through fully uh, any through fully digging into the player history. Uh, I believe Milan knows. And uh, I believe he expected himself. That's why maybe explain uh, the, his uh, performance lately. I think he, he heard the news that it will expose this this guy get close to be exposed. Uh, Vagioli, the Italian player, uh, the Italian media is, is they giving everything, all information without even any. For me, I didn't have trouble to to look uh, for information. They they telling everything. Uh, I believe it is somewhere Vagioli, the player says, uh, if this is all the, all the players uh, do that. So they didn't think this is a big, any big, big problem, but it just he he got uh, he got maybe caught. Uh, I don't know, maybe is that because he's uh, leaving Italy is some kind of uh, uh, blackmailing. I, I I still believe there is a lot of info about this uh, hidden. I believe Milan. Uh, uh, no, and uh, from the club side also, uh, we have to stand with the players. Uh, good that January transfer window it's closed, so it's easily to can bring a player for uh, substitution uh, temporarily. Uh, I believe the players still can be legend in Newcastle. This is just uh, a step back, uh, and this is kind of a problem. It's young lads; we have to support him, and uh, I think he will be a great player. And I believe he should he should play because uh, no point of not make him play. It will make him more guilty and it will affect him more. Lots of good points. Steve. I mean, addiction. Two seconds, George. Addiction can take over in a week or a year. Al Walid is wrong, says David. I mean, look, it's all about opinions. Um, you know, I, I, he's given an opinion and, and you're giving yours, David. But um, there's lot lots of different opinions coming in. Taron says uh, perhaps. Going forward, there will have to be clauses put into contracts to protect the club against loss of wages. There may well be one, Taron. We don't know yet because it's very early on in the process. In a situation, he says, where a player receives a lengthy ban, you'd like to think that the, uh, you know, that the, the ownership that we have now might have done something like that. So, you know, it, again, it's it's very difficult, I guess, as well to prove. We don't know when all of this has come to light, and you know, were were AC Milan aware? It might have been a surprise to them. Who knows? Tim says players now uh, fry in early age. Uh, the betting is a no-no. They can't even do fantasy leagues. Yeah, I mean, they, they're not allowed to go on app- applications and things like that. Uh, Chantel says, I think it would help for the Premier League to ban betting sponsorship. Yeah. Uh, Dave, David says, shame he wasn't born or sale, bought on sale or return, then we could send him back. <laughs> and uh, Paquetta <laughs> is still playing, awaiting his fines, says Tim, which is a good point. So go on, George, before we go to the ads. What, what else have you got to say on it? 
Well, uh, just to help, I'll read uh, about his age. I've sat in youth court dealing with 14 and 15-year-olds that have a worse addiction than Tenali has. Uh, and it's tragic. The other thing is that AC Milan might have known, but the other thing about addiction people uh, forget about is, is that it's a secret world until I found out. Until somebody, until somebody, and somebody presses the right button, it's this very, very secret world. It's, it's worse, you know. You, you couldn't have anything more secret because the last thing they want is, is people to find out, and probably don't even tell their friends. Although I suspect people in the dressing room might have known, but, but it is, a, it, it is a hard one, a very difficult one because uh, it's a very secret world. As I say, I, I've dealt with uh, teenagers who've had massive addictions. Uh, in 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 betting and, and and alcohol as well, but uh, um, yeah, it, it's it's tragic. Is is the word. The other thing is, um, people saying, "Well, I shouldn't play again for a while." I'm sorry. I hope Newcastle United's a bit more mature than that, uh, and and we are. Um, at the end of the day, they're standing by him and doing what they can to help him. I'm sure. Stu's right as well. Isolation is something which is. Um, well, you know, it, it it just can't help. It can only be bad. So they've got they've got to do things about uh, uh, getting around that that sort of thing. I suspect that he's uh, off duty hours. Um, he'll get lots of visits from people like Trippier and friends just to keep him keep him company um, and, and all of that. And I hope they do as long as within the law that that that's the important thing. But it's it's it's. I can't emphasise. It's such a bad one. It's it's such a big one. Um, it's a bit of the criminal justice system in magistrates' courts, but bear in mind I've been retired a, a while now, uh, where they did put a lot of effort into do, doing this. And we we all where there was an addiction of any sort involved, we used to sit much longer to try and define the punishment, and then make sure that the individual got something out of the punishment as well some 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 uh, correction some some treatment out of the punishment and and i always thought that that was a, a good bit of the the criminal justice system that i worked in uh, but it's hard as i say at first it's a secret world because they don't want others to know don't want a family to know never mind strangers so it's very very hard so milan might not have known at the later stages, they probably did because I suspect he, he was just glad to confess it once it was out. Um, anyway, that that that's enough for that. So. No, no, uh, good points and uh, some good points in the chat. Thanks You're for quick, that. We're gonna, we're gonna, yeah, go on, Kev. To, before we go to the ads, I think this is a like from a humility standpoint, from the personal level, from not me but Tenali specifically. I think you might just have to come out and apologise to the football world. Yeah, yeah. Um, like Tiger Woods done when he had the. And he's on pain meds, crashed, had to come out, done his cheating and all the rest of it. That's a different thing. But I think if he comes out and just says, hey, look, home hands up, I'm sorry. I think that'll go a long, long way within his help and recovery process. Yeah. Got to be sincere. Yeah, yeah. Say what, Stu? Got to be sincere. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. It's got to be a heartfelt apology well, to <laughs> everything. But, you know, it'll probably be handwritten for him. But at the same time, it's I think it's got to be personable to the, the whole club and the and the football world to say that I did it and I'm sorry and I'm going to get help and move on. Yeah, I think that's where we're at with the club. I think the club, you know, the club statement today more or less explained the situation very well. And, you know, there'll be another statement, I'm sure, at some point when, when we get a verdict on, on what kind of suspension he's going to get. And then I think we'll get something. I mean, the, that's the one thing uh, the club have been, you know, very good at, um, with the exception of tickets. I'm not going on tickets, by the way. Um, <laughs> is, is, is explaining to the fans explaining to the fans what is going on. So, uh, yes, I think we'll get a bit of that as well. OK, we are, we're actually on time for the ads, so here we are. Wow. A big thanks to all our sponsors. Skips and Bins, telephone 0800 25 Email inquiries at skipsandbins.com. Website, skipsandbins.com. Easy contract free and pay-as-you-go waste collection. Thanks to Mr Vicky Sorters, handmade in Cumbria. You can find out more about them from their website, mrviggies.co.uk, or by calling 01768 210 Thanks to Media Arts for all the help with the video side of things. 
And thanks to United Group Travel, UK coach holiday firm based in Mortmouth. There's no strangers on there to us, just people you haven't met yet. They're now taking bookings for 2024. You can call 01670 632 460 0791 4174 or 07957 141 654 or go to the website unitedgrouptravel.com. Please subscribe to the channel. Hit the subscribe button underneath the video today. We still do seven shows a week. Hit the thumb up under the video to like it. It does us a big favour. Click share to share to your other social media and let people know about NUFC Matters. We're also a podcast. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify and other podcast providers. If you want to help the show financially, you can take out a £25 one-off membership. You get a scarf, a pen, a cup and a membership card. How do you get it? Go to nufcmatters.com, look for membership. If you've got a smartphone, then put your smartphone over the QR code and it will take you straight to that section on the website. We also support the food bank on this channel. You can donate to the food bank today by going to nufcfansfoodbank.co.uk. We do support events on this channel as well. If you've got an event, please send it in and we'll promote it. The Time Theatre and Opera House are doing a Keegan, Beardsley and Waddle event, the Class of 84, 25th of January, 2024. Book now by calling 08 1000. And the Tyneside Irish Centre, they're doing an event with Frank Clark and John Gibson on Thursday, December the 7th. You can get tickets from nufcmatters.com and they are priced at £15. There's also some uh, tickets available on Groupon. Don't forget, you can catch me five days a week, Monday to Friday, with Rye, Dave and Daz on the Northeast Footy Brecky Show, 7 till 9, and you can catch us on The Red, The Toon and The Cat and on Toon Radio's website. What's up us on the day? 0330 043 2002. The perfect way to start your day. Couple of other comments. Uh, the Major of Simpleton says the lad who's ratted them both seems like a nice character. Uh, Jules <laughs> uh, says uh, education and support for players from an early age is lacking. A duty of care is so important, but also difficult in practice. For me, he's done wrong, but he needs help and support, not more pressure. Uh, Ian uh, says, "Well said, George. I agree. All addictions are terrible, but gambling and drugs are the hardest addictions to admit to and get treatment for, as they're generally hidden more than alcohol, which is accepted." And um, we've also got uh, the statement which uh, Paul Merson's put out uh, on Twitter, which I'm going to read to you before we draw a line under this. Uh, just want to wish Sandro Tonali all the best from this horrible addiction and hope FIFA and everyone else goes easy. And to understand this is an illness and to stop throwing out big bands and to help people get. I understand if someone is playing in a game and is betting on the other team, then a ban should be imposed. But people need help. I've had people say it to me. Have some willpower, and I say next time you have the craps, uh, stop it with willpower. Uh, by banning people, stop people <laughs> asking for help. Please show some understanding. Uh, so thank you for that, mate. Uh, thanks, thanks, thanks to everybody for uh, sending that that across to us. I, I, um, you know, we'll, we'll draw a line under it. We'll wait until we see what the uh, the punishment is and go from there. Uh, Sam says your YouTube uh, YouTube adverts interrupted any UFC matter adverts while I was watching George doing the quiz. No getting away from them. Good effort in the quiz, George. Uh, well, we'll have the uh, the winner of the quiz will be announced on Friday. Stu's episode is yet to play. I think Mitch's, we played Mitch's last night, so there's one more to go. Uh, there will be an announcement on Friday as to who has won. So uh, keep peeled on the Amigos. Um, and Alan Thompson says, I think we should now support Tonali as much as we can with his addiction. Let's face it, there's 35,000 fans at Sunderland who have an addiction and nobody bans them. <laughs> just quickly, Steve, I've just had a message from Steve. He said he's <clears throat> sitting watching it live, uh, but not going to join and just after Alvarez finished, and an advert come on as you're talking about for online gambling. Can you believe that? Yeah, yeah. That's that's YouTube for you. Um, it's an algorithm, I guess, and they'll but, pick up on what you're talking about. But Steve, can, can I just say that's that's the the horrible um, irony of all of this in a sport that's taken millions and millions of pounds from gambling organisations. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just yeah, you're right. Uh, I do want to plug this as well. T site the Dortmund uh, warflights.com. Go across to there. They're doing a direct flight to Dortmund from Newcastle, seventh uh, of November, twelve o'clock. Uh, we've uh, we've been asked to promote this for the guys. Um, it's flying from Teesside Airport. Nobby Solano will be on that flight, and Nobby Solano will be doing a talk in at the airport prior to going there. But uh, yeah, warflights.com. If you're interested in booking uh, a flight direct to Dortmund uh, for the uh, Champions League game. Uh, as always, uh, we do have uh, Ask George. Now, I forgot to ask people because of uh, talking about uh, that fairly important issue, but we did get a couple of questions in, so uh, I'll play the music and I'll ask George. We'll just go with these couple. George, uh, off topic, we have watched Match of the Day for years. Can you please ask, ask George what his favourite goal of the month and season was he says mine's mickey walsh blackpool versus sunderland i guess it's easier to say have you got a favorite have you got a favorite goal yes i I would say i would say maybe i wouldn't say newcastle it could be anybody because there's been some belters by other clubs over there but but it's a match of the day question my favorite one still a newcastle one happened banalfe against bolton in a cup match i haven't seen i haven't seen a better goal than that and if you want to go even further back um Jackie Milburn's first goal against Blackpool. Was that a match of the day, though? It's a match of the day. No, that, that, that's what I was thinking about. There wasn't any match of the day then. So, no, no it's got to be Hatton Benalfa. I've, I've never seen. A bloke gets a, on his own penalty area, gets a ball rolled out by the goalkeeper. It ends up by walking into the, the net at the other end. And on the way, four or five people try to chop him down. I mean, you know, I, I've never seen anything quite like that. There you go. Since, there's your there's your answer then. And Tom says, "Ask George, what's your non-league football team, George?" Ah, oh, <laughs> I have a soft spot for Bishop Auckland uh, because of the ex- exploits in the Amateur Cup. But also, when I was at Newcastle as a young player, we used to those of us that weren't on professional contracts could become what they called permit players. We could use our football league registration. Mm-hmm. Uh, and ask the club if we could go and play for somebody else. So the club could ask you if we wanted to play for somebody else. And several, six, seven, eight times I got uh, shipped out to Bishop Auckland when people like Bob Hardesty and Warren Bradley and people like that were playing for them, which was something. I mean, they, they were they were people who walked straight into the Manchester United team after the, the Munich uh, disaster, you know. Um, mm-hmm. So Bishop, Bishop Auckland, if I'm pressed, yeah. Okay, and uh, yes, Jules Nobby is isn't the pilot of the plane. No, uh, <laughs> Tim says, "What's George's favourite band from the seventies?" Wow, that's a, it's the date. It's the problem, not the band. Um, who was around in the seventies, lads? Are we Sex Pistols? Queen. Oh yeah, yeah. I was thinking of Queen Stew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Bohemian Rhapsody takes some beating. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, uh, that's all we've got time for for Ask George. So we've got other things we need to talk about, uh, but I'll, I'll remember to ask the question next week. Oh. Here we go. It, it, this happens in the... This is what makes this chat special, like, um, because every now and then, if you say something on here, then the, the chat just goes mental. Gary says that uh, Nobby is going to do the trolley dolly. Uh, no, he's doing the safety talk uh, before the takeoff. <laughs> Uh, Ian Brownie says Nobby's the trolley dolly on the flight. Uh, this is going to go on at the end of the show, uh, I can imagine. Um, yeah, okay. Let's. George Hayes, I think, was in the chat. Is it George Hayes or George Bainbridge? George. Oh, I've lost the question now. It was definitely George Hayes. Oh, no, it's George Bainbridge. There we go. In the bigger scheme of things, the sponsorship and stack news are very positive. So don't be too down on Tonali. So it wasn't a question, but you did mention a couple of things which I was going to speak about tonight. Yeah, the the, the stacks, but the stacks gone through, George. We, you know, the police have, um, you know, they've they've calmed down on the old objection front. So the stack now, I think, won't be ready until spring 2024, uh, date to be confirmed. And um, you know, Saudi Airlines, which Tom mentioned earlier. Uh, are going to be confirmed as Newcastle United's new airline partner. So, you know, business off the pitch, away from the football pitches, looks like it's uh, still ticking over nicely. Um, well, it, another, more money coming in from Saudi Airlines. And, uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's positive news. They've even painted the aeroplanes with new livery, which has got black and white and green on, which is pretty good. I think that's pretty cool myself. Um, yeah, it's... Uh... 
Oh, Ian, he's just knocked us off his thread there with that. <laughs> never mind. Um, I've got some stories about that as well, but never mind. Uh, let, yeah, let's but that's, get that's, what, that's, that's what after hours, George. <laughs> um, no, it, it's all good news, isn't it? Uh, you, you know, I've said on, on here and on other uh, platforms that we do that I all these good things for fans are embraced. I mean, I, I, I've got no problem. I'm, I'm, I'm a, you know, people. Mis misunderstand me sometimes that because I've been a teetotaler all my life, I think that I don't want to go where there's yeah where there's drinking. Quite the reverse. I love the social aspect of it. It's it's fantastic, and the way I was brought up with football, I want me the game the day the the game day to be an occasion, and what they're doing with the stack is is giving the people the opportunity to have that that, that occasion. You know, when I used to go to the match with me with my family, we didn't just go to the match. We went went in early, and we, we went for for something in the big market. And uh, and after the match, we went and had a nice scream at Mark Tony's. If we didn't want to hurry home, we'd go into the Tatler and watch the cartoon show. It was it was an all day thing. It wasn't, and you know, so the stack for me is an opportunity for other people to experience that. Now, I've also said that. I watch with envy sometimes when I go to the Magic Weekend, the Rugby League, how they take it over and and, and really um, do things for the fans. Well, if, if we're going to keep the fans, particularly the younger ones, we've got to think like that. And I, I'm, I applaud all of that. As to the Saudi airline, well, couldn't be better. Whoopee, you know, it, as I say, to see them the new livery on their aircraft with uh, black and white and green it's, uh, uh, going along their air, the, the fuselage is, uh, is monumental. And I, I just uh, embrace it and look forward to uh, the opportunity to do, use one of their airplanes someday. <laughs> so fantastic, yeah. Steve. Fantastic. Yeah, it's good. A few few people's opinions. Steve Middlemas doesn't think the stack will be as popular as we think. In my opinion, everyone's got their own watering hole. Mark Bias says, I agree. Yeah. I think the stack will attract the pint-throwing lad types who'd go to the opening of an envelope. Um, I, I mean, I've, I've posted that. I, I, I agree. I, it's not for me, but it'll attract enough with the entertainment they've got. And it'll be different. There's, there's, there's so many so many supporters who will who will just go there um, because it's close to the ground and it's outside the ground. And it'll be full. Uh, like all the other bars in Newcastle are full, it, it, people will change their routine. They'll go from one bar to another bar and they'll probably finish off there. But it's, it, it, if you've been to the stack that used to be in Newcastle where the Odeon was, um, it's going to be like that. There'll be, there'll be food outlets, there'll be, there'll be bars, and it'll be, it'll be different. So, you know, it, it'll have entertainment on. There'll be an ex-player on doing a talk in there. That's what they'll do. It's, it's as simple as that. So it'll not be for everybody. Um, some of us like uh, some of us are creature of habits. We have been for years, but yeah, it, it will attract it will attract a lot of people there. I'm afraid. So I, I, I disagree with people saying it won't be popular. Um, Kev, I mean, yeah, it, you know, another sponsor coming in. I mean, and again, the timing of these sponsors will will fit our financial fair play remit. And I, I keep saying on here that you know January January I still expect Newcastle to improve their squad, but I think summer will be our biggest summer yet, Kevin. And that's what. That's what that's what the Saudi Airlines, um, you know, money will will certainly do along with the along with the Adidas money, along with the you know the, the money we get from Noon, and you know it, it's coming a, you know it, it's great, it's great to see. It's, yeah, more more the merrier, you know. Whoever we can get in who's willing to pay the money, more the merrier, and that will help us and with fiscal years and things like that for financial fair uh, fair play purposes. Come and join in. It's a ride, literally. No pun intended, but it's a literal ride with Saudi and others who want to get involved. I mean, it. It. I don't. I don't care who it is. There is a. You know, like I said, sorry. Don't care who it is, but regarding the stack, I haven't been to. I haven't been home in five years, so I can't comment on the stack with the paint throws and all the rest of it. But what I think, what the club will do, in probably in partnership with Seller, obviously, is it'll be an entertainment venue. It'll be versus a pine throne venue um yes they're going to get some knuckleheads who are going to sorry for the american phrase and knucklehead who's going to create that atmosphere but since i've moved here for what would be almost 15 years i've i've come to accustomed to the tailgate and i sent some of you guys the the things that we do over here 
and it's not a pint thrown exercise it's actually getting together as a social group and having a good time and i completely agree with george but like when i went with my dad we didn't we didn't even go for an ice cream we didn't even go to a bar we just went to the game then went home so it was in and out really quick that my dad it wasn't uh, my dad's scene it wasn't his thing whatever um but I think within that, the, the site, there'll be it'll be more entertainment. There'll, like you said, there'll be food outlets, there'll be bars, there'll be things for kids to do. There'll be a whole host of things that it'll. I think it'll be more of a family orientated thing um, versus, you know, a, a group of two thousand, three thousand, however many people just getting shit faith. Uh, excuse the language, but you know, getting you know having having a few scoops and going to the game, which will probably happen, which is fair enough. That's fine. But at the same time, I think it'll be more of a family atmosphere. Um, we've got I've got the pleasure of the Home Depot backyard, which is a family-oriented area where you can park your car, have a, have a few drinks. There's stuff for the kids to do. There's face painting. There's music going on. Everything. So it's a big, unfortunately, American influence, I think, will probably take over that area. Um, and I think Downings will probably have a big hand in what goes in and what happens and how it's how it how it's produced um but yeah i mean i'm i look forward to going to hopefully see it one day i just need to get over there and and experience that i'll visit it i'll look at it and and again it's the fan experience that draws more people to the stadium plus with this potential expansion of the stadium we need to get obviously you need people there to get to the stadium to get closer to the stadium to create that that environment and the ambiance of the game before you get into a potential 60-odd thousand-seater stadium or whatever it could be. So, yeah, I'm all for it. It just depends how it's done and how it's laid out. Um, we just can't all have bars. We just can't have all of that. It's got to be, you've got to, it, it, like, as we all know, I'm coaching, and you've got to integrate children into it. You've got to integrate kids into it to there because they're the future of the football club. And you can't just have, like I said, bars and stuff like that because it'll not work and it'll just fall flat on its face. Um, so yeah, I'm excited for it. I'm excited for the potential other sponsorships that we may have. Who knows? But it's all, it's all positive. It's all good for the club outside of you know. As long as there's no betting place for Sandro to go to in the stack, there should be. You should be all right. But, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'm just I'm just, la I'm just laughing because Julie's going. Someone needs to turn their phone down, and I've just gone. It's George. I've just done my own. I've just done my own Paglioli there, like grassing, grassing and I've, I've just turned it off. I've turned it <laughs> off. Yeah, so I, it's all positive for me. It's all positive, and um, and let's see what happens in the spring. At least it's not during the winter when it's freezing cold. At least it's during the spring when there's potentially good weather, and 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 again, it'll create a good positive atmosphere for the club itself. Yeah, look, it's something a bit different, and um, you know, lots of people talking about different places. Mark Byers says the stack won't compare to Idols back in the day. Tim no. says when I was a kid, it was quietly sneaked into the Labour Club with the Jack the Rippers, and then pushed under the turnstiles. <laughs> um, I'm trying to find that other one, which was funny as well. Uh, somebody, somebody said they got banned from uh, the Black Guard. If I haven't, oh, there we are. Having Dan too many Danny teeth. Pete, I once got refused entry into the Black Guard. If I haven't too many teeth. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean it. Look, more sponsors, more sponsors, the better, Stu. We've talked about it before. And I mean, Saudi Airlines, I think, I think we'd already we'd already earmarked that as a potential, hadn't we? When you know, me and you and Stu were doing the the profession uh, me, you and Mitch were doing the professionals in the summer, we were talking about potentials. And think I think even if you go back to some time like last year's podcast, we're probably saying that was potentially one of them that would come in. But I think I think you've hit them you've hit a few of them on the head, and that that's another one, that's another tick in the box. Yeah, uh, Saudi we knew was going to be the official travel partner, but this announcement this week seems to be a bit bigger than that. Uh, so it'd be interesting to see what else comes from it. You know, is it going to be a bit more than, like, you know, we keep referencing the same thing. Is it training ground? Is it uh, stadium? Is it stands? You know, there's, there's so many things that can be sponsored, but this the way it's been announced, seems to me it's, a, it's going to be a significant sponsorship but also it's not just good for Newcastle it's good for the region as well because if they're plowing the money in it's uh, I shouldn't really use this phrase but it'll be odds on that you get flights from Newcastle direct into uh, Riyadh uh, especially Riyadh possibly Jeddah as well and that'll bring more tourism into Newcastle which is going to be good for the area not just Newcastle itself because I'm sure they'll want to go to places like Durham and uh, Northumberland, 
you know, because we do have, well, not so much me because I'm not living there at the moment, but, but beautiful, beautiful countryside on your doorstep, don't we? And this sort of thing can be sold easily to, to people in Saudi Arabia. Now, considering that for the majority of them, the temperature, even me, I've just checked my phone there, it's 33 degrees now. And I'm not saying that to get you as bad. It's just, it's hotter than normally at this time of year. And at this time of night, well, nearly nine o'clock. And to get there into the summer, you know, imagine it's just to drive up the Northumberland coast. And it's a very easy win for the, for the tourist boards in, in the region to sell that to the UK, sorry, to sell that to Saudi and beyond. And also, I know Mitch mentioned about a bigger aeroplane would mean an extension on the runway, which would then give capability for more airlines to bring to make Newcastle Airport even more attractive. You know, so it wouldn't just be Saudi others coming in; it, it, it can attract others. Like the the one I do know of is the A380 that from the Emirates. It's, a, it's an amazing plane compared to the the Triple Seven that I normally fly back on. So it, it makes Newcastle more of a a hub rather than just a stop off or a you know somewhere you can connect the flights so again it'll bring more money into the region it's it's, it's only good things i'm i'm really intrigued i'm gonna to have to start asking about to see what they've what they're actually going to sponsor apart from just being the official travel sponsor i'm sure there's going to be a lot more and there will be more to come and we've said it time and time again that they'll they'll release them at the right time and everything will be a purpose to fit in with FFP, so they'll know what they need to spend. Uh, I suppose with recent events, it's probably answered the question where we're going to want to buy now. Is it going to be defence midfield or attack? I think I think midfield would now get ninety percent of the votes if you're on a poll. Where where's the position we should be looking to fill? So bring bring the sponsorships on. Uh, I can't remember who said it earlier. It might have been uh, Dave McLeod when I was looking through there uh, that we have so many good things going for us and not everything in life is perfect so sometimes you're going to have a little knock but unfortunately for sandra tonali he's the one but it could actually be a blessing in disguise for the lad it, it, you know what i mean it's it's relieved him off the of the guilt of keeping things secret and if he is genuine and sincere about getting better then that's going to benefit us he's on a five-year contract so he could easily have got injured like harvey bonds and missed most of the season anyway so we'll have to look at the positives from that and to coin a phrase that's used far too often, he'll be like a new sign and coming back next season. Yeah, I think um, I think this is probably where the rumours about Emil Smith Rowe came from as well. I mean that that started to generate over the weekend, and uh, you know we're all scratching our heads, going, "Well, you know we've got we've got far too many midfield players, but you know suddenly suddenly now we've got another less another one less. So you know potentially that's where yeah. that could have come from. But, but yeah, it, yeah, I I agree with I agree with what most of you what you said. A lot of people chatting about the uh, the YouTube adverts. I have, uh, and I know not everybody watches every show, so I've tried to cover it on each show, but YouTube have changed things slightly. So some people watching it on a phone are getting two or three adverts during the show. Other people who are watching it on TV aren't. Some people who are watching them on Apple are getting one. Uh, people who are watching them on Android aren't getting any. Um, I think if you all communicate in the chat with each other like you have done tonight and just give people a bit of advice, because obviously I don't watch the show. I'm obviously presenting it. I don't see the ads. So I think if you can work it out between you, you should be able to find the perfect way of watching any UFC matters. I do like I do like the idea of one person who says, uh, was it Mick Millian? There we go. He goes, um, I watch uh, using both. I watch the TV. There's no adverts. And then my laptop are commenting in the live chat, but that's got adverts. So, uh, yeah, watch. <laughs> put it on. Put it on twice. Put it on twice. It's, uh, it does us a favour as well. But um, yeah, it's uh, you know it's something which is it's beyond our um, it's beyond our reach. Unfortunately, we've put it onto the bottom level because we have to have the adverts on uh, on the on the show. But it's on the bottom level. Apparently, there's an aggressive level. If if you go for that, I can imagine you just wouldn't see the show. Um, so yeah, we will see what happens. It, it'll it'll calm down, I'm sure, over the course of the next couple of weeks. Alwaleed, your thoughts on um, the new sponsor, Saudi Airlines? Well, it hasn't been hasn't exactly been announced yet, but they're coming in. They're going to be putting some money in, obviously, and and, and obviously the stack now has been given permission uh, to to go ahead at outside St James's Park. Uh, for a Saudi airline, it's just a matter of time. I believe this happened, and from the, from the beginning, but maybe it's. Uh, the Premier League rules and stuff, but uh, for me this is uh, not uh, a surprise. 
maybe get people get mixed with the Riyadh air and everything or Red Sea when they, they, they become they change uh, different uh, companies but Saudi airline it's it's almost you know, it's always it was always and still the first airline in Saudi Arabia uh, I hear that uh, first trip uh, you know, officially uh, for the public it's going to be in uh, December or January uh, so this is really great and uh, it's nice to it's great to go to from Riyadh to Newcastle without stopping London uh, directly it will be great and uh, I hope they will have also not just airline tickets uh, hopefully it will be including a game ticket as well <laughs> Okay, five minutes left of the show. Newcastle, of course, back in league action this weekend. It's a good old-fashioned three o'clock kick-off. Newcastle at home, the Crystal Palace. Uh, we are unbeaten in our last seven league and cup outings. And at home, we have uh, won each of our last home uh, four home fixtures in all competitions. Uh, going back to last season, all three of the meetings between these sides were scoreless. Uh, the Carabao Cup game, of course, uh, was won on penalties by Newcastle. Uh, it's uh, 1,700 Crystal Palace fans are coming. It's the three o'clock kickoff, you see. Uh, they, can, they can sell the tickets yeah. and all come. Uh, team news, well, a little bit early for uh, confirmation on what's going to happen with certain players. We know Harvey Barnes is out um, with, uh, well, with a long-term injury. Um, we'll have an update from Eddie on Friday about the availability of Joe Willock, Alexander Isak, Joe Linton and Sven Botman. Uh, it does look good on the latter. Uh, Sven Botman certainly putting some positive stuff on social media. Uh, Joe Willock, I think this will be far too early for him. I, I, you know, my understanding, listening to Eddie's press conferences, is he won't be ready until, you know, Eddie Howfitch, obviously, until November. Uh, Isaac, I would imagine, and Joe Linton hopefully will be okay as well. But we will wait and see what Eddie's got to say on Friday. Uh, as for Crystal Palace, um, well, Ezie and Olise will miss out, uh, but there will be um, uh, potentially better news uh, for Crystal Palace. Uh, on the availability of Decore and Lerner. Uh, the referee, uh, well, we do have that now. It is Tim Robinson. Um, he is uh, from West Sussex. And um, we had him for the first... Um, when, when was the last time we had him? We had him uh, a 1-0 defeat uh, for us at Burnley. That was the last time we had him involved in a Newcastle game. That was back in 2019. So it's been a while. And on VAR, uh, we've had him before. On VAR, it is Simon Hooper. Uh, so, George, um, thoughts on this game uh, prediction? Um, I think it'll be an interesting game, but Newcastle will win 3-1. Three, three, I'm going to her penman. Okay, good stuff. Kev, how do you see this? Depends how we start. Um, probably going to be a relatively tight affair based on their low blocks and counter-attacking style. Um, but again... Like I said, Monday, I'm going to follow George. I'm going to go with a, a Stuart Penman, a 3-1. Okay, well, I'll believe I'll come to you next. What are you going for? <laughs> uh, well, uh, you, usually we do, we do great before the before the breaks. So always have, you know, uh, when we play bad and after the breaks, we, we get better. So this is the opposite now. But uh, I believe Newcastle will win 2-0. Uh, 2-0, okay. So we've got two people saying that the Penman's 3-1, Stu. Is it still a 3-1? Well, I've backed 3-1, but I'm going to make a different prediction. Uh, I think Botman will start, and I think he'll partner Lascelles. And because Shaw's played midweek, they'll rest him for the European game. And I think the same will happen for Isaac. They'll give him a bit longer to get fit again. So I think Wilson will start. Wilson will score a hat-trick, and we'll win 5-1. Okay, 5-1. Good stuff. Well, it's a great show tonight. And Jules says, great show, lads. Going to be able to discuss serious topics like adults, but still have light-hearted uh, light moments. Craig Lee says, uh, get your money on a Tenali hat-trick. I've got a reliable source. And uh, it was uh, cynical, Jim. I haven't seen you in the chat before, but welcome. He says, the best thing I ever did was get YouTube premium. No adverts at all. And I'm sure I get a three-month trial as well. So, well done. Great stuff, mate. And uh, that maybe is a bit of advice for those people in the chat. They were getting sick of the adverts Steve, at the moment. Go on, George. Just a personal one. Um, you, you know that uh, 
have been flying blind for the last year. And just yesterday, you know, everything was, I was told everything was all right. And I'd just like to say how much I've enjoyed reading the strap on the bottom. <laughs> We've got some comedians on, on the programme. I think it's great. Absolutely great. Thanks, everybody. It's, it's, it's worth watching just to see the strap. That's it. So George has got his strap on. That's how we're going to leave the show tonight. Um, thanks, everybody. Thanks, Stu. Thanks, Alvalid. Thanks, Kevin. Thanks, George. Thanks to all the moderators and thanks to everybody in the chat. Uh, I'll be back 10 o'clock in the morning uh, with Super Mac and Gibbo. Until then, good night. Take care, guys. Night, everybody. <laughs>